Sometimes an animal eats an apple and the seeds pass through its body and grow into an apple tree. And sometimes it's just a pile of crap. You're listening to the podcast reviewing films that walk the fine line between passable and porn. We like to call these films Anus Apples. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to the first ever episode of Anus Apples. I'm your host, Chris. I hope that you're all doing well and that this episode finds you in um, an interesting place. So um, welcome on in to Anus Apples. This is the show where we talk about bad movies and whether they have a seed of greatness or they're just a pile of crap. And uh, to be honest, th- this show came from... So where did the term anus apples come from? I-, I figured that I'll bring that up right out of the gate in the first episode so that we have it defined so that everybody knows. And the credit for this goes to the Friendship Onion podcast, which stars uh, Dominic Moynihan and Billy Boyd of Lord of the Rings. And they had this conversation about the fact that apples are tasty because an animal will eat the apple and then the seed will pass through the animal and will end up in their crap and will grow a tree. Um, And so they, they actually referred at one point to saying that like, oh, well, I guess the best apples have passed through anuses or something of that nature. And I was like, hmm. Two hours later, uh, I owned the website anusapples.com and had no idea what I was going to do with it. I just thought it was a great name. Anyway, so uh, later on, uh, I last weekend actually, the weekend prior to recording this, I watched two really bad movies on Tubi. Actually, they're not both bad, but we'll we'll get to the first one first. Today will be the first one, or this episode will be the first one, and the next episode will be the second one. But the point is, I like watching these bad movies, or somewhat bad movies, or lesser-known movies that are scraping the bottom of the barrel of cinema. And that's what these things are. I call them anus apples because they could have a seed of greatness in them, or they could just be quite honestly, a pile of shit. And uh, if they are, I'm going to flat out say that they are. So that is what anus apples are. And if you like the sound of anus apples, if you want to have anus apples in your life, please make sure that you, hey, subscribe, review, and, uh, you know, leave some feedback. Feedback at anusapples.com and make some film recommendations, preferably films that are on Tubi, because Tubi is free. All right. This episode, we are going to be touching on not 2021's Future Fear, which is a whole nother movie that I haven't gotten into, but 1998, uh, 1998's, wow, I can't talk, uh, Future Fear by Louis Baumander, who does not really have many other directorial things to his name. Let's go ahead and take a listen to what this sounded like. In terms of a trailer, and no, just letting you know, I have no uh, control over the quality of the trailer audio. I pulled it from YouTube. All that land, all those resources, no more human garbage. 
next century, a covert military operation has unleashed an alien plague upon the Earth. Millions of lives are at stake. We're talking about the survival of the planet. One man, a renegade scientist, has discovered a cure. Gotcha. One woman, a trained enemy agent, has been assigned to stop him. I know you're out there! You will rise up and repopulate our cleansed world. Driven by nightmares, they have become deadly opponents in a race against time. Jeff Wincott from Last Man Standing, Maria Ford of Dark Planet, and Stacy Keach from Escape from L.A. Future Fear. Okay, so that was the trailer for Future Fear from 1998. And as you heard, it stars Jeff Wincott, or Winkett, uh, however they pronounced it, Maria Ford, and Stacy Keach. And so what we're going to do, we're going to try to have a little bit of a format here in terms of how we go about this. Let's talk a little bit about the plot. What was this movie actually about? If you can describe or if I could describe it in a cohesive uh, manner. And this film is very hard to describe in a cohesive manner because this is not a cohesive film. Um, okay, where to begin? So... The, there is so John Daniel is a guy who is a scientist and he has ever since he was a little kid had this dream about his father dying in this strange like military type of operating room in the dark and it has a lot of Alice in Wonderland under uh, undertones he gets married to Maria Ford also known as Anna Daniel uh, after they get introduced to work together on a cure for a disease that has arrived on the planet. And uh, Anna was prompted to work with John by General Wallace, played by Stacy Keach. What they don't know about this virus is that this virus actually came from a comet that was previously known to have the virus. And a satellite was intentionally flown behind the comet to pick up on the comet uh the comet debris to get the virus and was then intentionally crashed into the planet the reason why general wallace wants uh wants john daniel to work on this is he's a guy that he's a scientist that deals with all sorts of different microbiology and all that stuff so he can help to develop a cure in the process, John and Anna fall in love, they get married, they have a falling out uh, due to um, an unintentional uh, miscarriage, but, uh, you know, that resulted due to a fight that they had, but they still had to work together on this other project, and, uh, and her eggs end up needing to be harvested and used to make a human-animal chimera that can actually handle the, the genetic changes necessary to develop a cure 
and she gets attached to them and she gets attached to these embryos and then he finds out that the person that she's she was prompted to work for um you know in terms of general wallace has negative intentions and so he destroys all but one of the chimeras and takes the one to a place where they could uh, make it grow faster so that he can get the cure from it. Meantime, General Wallace is talking about his grand plans to take over the world as people are getting sick and dying and all that stuff. And Maria's going after him because she's mad that he killed off all her embryos, her, her mutant chimera embryos. And it all comes to a head. They end up fighting several times in a secret facility. The general ends up showing up and in the end, it's left completely ambiguous as to whether or not the human race ends up surviving all of this. And it's just, it's an utter mess of a film. But that's the basic plot if you can try to describe it in a cohesive manner. That's as close as you're going to get. Oh, I I didn't mention. I'm sorry. I I mentioned that the guy's dreams had Alice in Wonderland overtones, but there are some weird things that happen uh, regarding the Alice in Wonderland overtones, like the different characters know the references from the Alice in Wonderland book. At one point, uh, John Daniel and General Wallace are sitting there and they're, they're conversing during like the final epic climax of the movie where they finally get to face each other and John says one thing from Alice in Wonderland and the general says another thing and it's just weird but we'll get into so so that's the overall plot here and as you could tell it is a shoestring plot that barely has anything holding it together and it is nothing like the trailer sounds it do- like makes it sound like it is it is just horrible in terms of trying to describe this movie in a way that makes sense all right now <laughs> now you've heard the so-called plot let's let's talk a little bit about the characters if we can even do that and then last but not least we'll talk about the film as a whole in terms of cinematography pacing and all of that stuff so let's talk about the actors a little bit and I won't always do this for films it depends on the nature of the film but we'll talk about the characters and the acting a little bit so John Daniel is a he seems kind of like a renegade. He's played by Jeff Wincott, um, who later went on to star in Blue Bloods and Sons of Anarchy and a whole bunch of other things. But John Daniel is a loner. It, it feels like he's a loner. He's definitely quirky. It feels like he's out of work. He's kind of run down. He, he doesn't like the system, so to speak. And... You know, he's very single-minded. He's in it for the science. He's not in it for anything except the science and saving mankind. That's it. That's all that he's in it for except for his love interest with Anna and getting married to her and all of that. John, uh, Jeff Wincott is a good actor. 
Um, he would not be a multi-season TV series and have an ongoing role in those series if he's not a good actor. However, in this role, the the writing was bad and the direction was bad, so you're not going to get that much. Maria Ford plays Anna Danielle. Anna is loyal to General Wallace. She works with General Wallace, and she... Uh, basically has been working with him for a long time. And at his prompting, she gets to know John and uh, begins a very fast relationship with him. And she is not what I would call a great actress. Her story arc is basically she's out for revenge. She feels like she was... um, you know, well, first of all, she does lose a baby in the movie. He decided he didn't want a baby because the virus, and she did, and they got in a fight over it, and it was hardly a fight at all. Like, he pushed her, and she lost the baby. Like, right then and there. Okay. Uh, yes, because physics works that way, I guess, on the human body. Now, don't get me wrong. Miscarriage is a terrible thing, but this movie makes it seem like the woman carrying the baby is so fragile. That relationship about, like, you you think that a woman's body is not designed to keep a baby safe until it's ready to be born, uh, the way the movie presents it, and that's just not the case in reality, so it was really weird. Uh, The moments where she has to be serious or angry or depressed or basically anything, are just, she can't act. She can't. Uh, Anna is not a believable character, and her story arc is basically, she's out for revenge, uh, she, she, she wants vengeance, and she wants to make sure that she does what General Wallace wants. Okay. General Wallace played by Stacy Keach, who was in Nebraska. And I knew Stacy Keach from the 2000-era TV show Titus. He played Christopher Titus's father in the series. General Wallace is a very non-charismatic, non-charism- uh, that's the word, a very non-charismatic dictator, military leader type who is trying to take over the world and at one point, I kid you not, literally utters the lines, Hitler didn't go far enough. And Stacy Keach, once again, is an actor who can act. But in this instance, he was not allowed to. I think he did the best he could with the source material, but there's really not that much there. His entire goal is, I'm going to destroy the world with this virus and basically create the fourth reich that's yes yeah that yep yeah of course we're gonna play the hitler card we're gonna play the nazi card that's what he wants to do he wants the entire planet to die and only people of the correct you know lineage or whatever to have the cure so that they can repopulate the earth with the perfect race And he has, like, some subterfuge stuff that happens. Like, he has a mole that's in place that's supposedly helping uh, John Daniel in the facility. But in the end, he turns around and betrays him and all this stuff. But really, uh, it's just, it's a waste of Stacey Keach. 
It really is. It's a waste of his talent and effort. And the character, once again, is absolutely soulless. All of these characters, you're supposed to care about them. You're supposed to care about what they're doing. And they're all just written so badly that even if people can act, there's nothing to act to. And that, and they're, they must have been so poorly directed that there's just nowhere to direct them. And that lead, leads us into, oh boy, that leads us into the actual filming and cinematography and editing and all of that stuff. This film is just bad. There is no seed of greatness here. I'm going to tell you before we even get to the end what my decision is on this. There's no seed of greatness here. This movie is absolute crap. It is a pile of, of not, not even flaming dog shit. It is, a, it is a pile of lukewarm, stale dog shit that's been sitting outside on a spring or summer afternoon, okay? This is terrible. The entire movie opens up with a helicopter chase scene. And these are your stereotypical 90s lower budget helicopters. And I guarantee you they reused at least one of the shots two or three times. And what they do is they cut from this helicopter chase and they jump back in time. But they don't do it in a very dramatic way. It's like at one point the the... John Daniel's character is doing narration. He says, oh, well, you know, uh, if I had only known, you know, that my ex-wife would be chasing, one year later, that my ex-wife would be chasing me in a helicopter. And then, like, it goes on for a little bit while, while longer, and it cuts back to, like, when they met, and it was, like, this very forced kind of meeting in his apartment, um, and he, he's making references to Alice in Wonderland and she was told that they should pair up together, uh, because the general was asking them to work on this vaccine. Then it cuts back to the helicopter scene. Then there's another scene with them and, uh, they're having like a tea party dressed as Alice and the Mad Hatter. And, uh, of course it somehow turns into a sex scene and then it jumps back to the helicopter chase. Then she, it goes back in time. She reveals that she's pregnant and uh, he's happy and she's happy and they have sex again. And then it jumps back to the helicopter scene. And finally the helicopter crashes and you think, yes, thank goodness. There's not going to be any more jumping back in time. No, you got to jump back into dream sequences. And then you cut over to General Wallace, who is literally just talking in a room 95% of the movie. I honestly think they just took Stacy Keach. They had him for one day. They put him in a room. They put him in a, a set and literally had him talk to the camera. Anything that happens with the other characters with him, with the exception of one scene, is taking place either on a television screen or is being told to him by another character or he's overhearing it. It's most likely done in post-production. There is nothing, like, there's no interaction between him and anybody else in the movie except in the final scene. It is terrible. And I swear, at one point, He's doing like some kind of, it's supposed to be some kind of announcement to the world about the illness and how they're fighting it and everything. And at the end of that, he looks off camera and he goes, that's good, right? That, that works, right? And 
I'm pretty sure it was supposed to, like, I know that it's implied that it's supposed to be his character saying that, but I almost question whether or not Stacey Keach was just looking off camera and saying, hey, yeah, does that work? Because that's honestly what it felt like. It was that bad. So he was literally filmed one day on one set, and then they moved him into another set for the final scene. That's it. There was no way he had any real good interaction. And even then, when they were filming him on that other set, I'm not actually sure if they actually filmed him on the other set. They might have just filmed him in a corner of the set and then later had the other actors come in and then like filmed him from behind uh, using a body double. I'm not 100% sure if they did that, but I'm pretty sure that there, there's a good chance that they did. It was so bad. It was so, so bad in terms of the pacing. You're just cutting back and forth, back and forth. There were maybe like two or three sets, maybe four, um, that are other than the apartment and the helicopter chase. Like there's like three or four sets that they just kept using over and over again. And sometimes they cut around in them in such a way that it's just very confusing. And you can tell that they're all in the same set over and over again and making it look like it's someplace else it, the pacing is just so bad and it doesn't have a great story to bring that pacing forward either so it's it's just jump cut back and forth back and forth between the different characters and the music is supposed to be inspiring tension but it doesn't and she's chasing after him with a machine gun through like 75% of the movie and you just see her like running through hallways so like Anna Maria Ford is just chasing John Daniel uh slash Jeff Wincut through all of these hallways and running back and forth and at some point they end up in a bar that's in this secret facility so they end up in a bar and the bar has a floor that's designed to detect if you have angry thoughts so it will electrocute you before you can get like violent it, it was just very weird like out of nowhere this this scene is in there and he's carrying this one last embryo around in a special egg-shaped container and it needs to like stay closed because otherwise the viability of the embryo isn't there he's carrying around this chimera thing and she wants the chimera because the general wants the chimera but she also wants it because he killed the other chimeras which she saw at her, as her children even though they were chimeras and it's just, uh, it honestly, I, I don't know what the director and editor were thinking when it came to editing this together. And with the performances and the story that is there, I can't necessarily say that there was a ton of a better ways to edit it together because the story wasn't great and the acting wasn't great, probably because the direction wasn't great. And no offense to Maria Ford, but she doesn't exactly have the most stellar acting career if you look at her IMDb profile. I'm not saying she can't act. I'm just saying the majority of her acting appears to be in films that are designed to be uh, scintillation films and things like that. Uh, she definitely was naked from the waist up in this movie. So, uh, yeah. So, um, but the point is, is that like, you don't have a very strong actress in this very strong, that, that sh what should be a very strong, angry female role. You know, I think if they had a different person in place, it could have been played better. 
But you don't have much to go off of, and the acting choices must have been very limited. There was not much design involved in this thing, and it just doesn't work. It doesn't work in any stretch of the imagination. All of the computer-generated muzzle shots are used, of course. All of the stereotypical basic After Effects color grading or, uh, or some other color grading effects are used. It looks like a cheap 1990s film because it is a cheap 1990s film. It really just is bad. So I'm not going to say I recommend watching it. I mean, if you have some alcohol or, you know, some THC-based products such as marijuana or uh, Delta 8 THC, you can relax and have a chill time watching it. But it's so absurd. It is so ridiculously absurd and so badly paced. It makes no sense. The acting's bad. The filming is bad. The editing is bad. The direction is bad. The color grading is bad. I really cannot think of a redeeming factor to this movie at all. Like, seriously, at all. I cannot think of a redeeming factor except... It, it'll kill some time for you. That's it. That's that's the only thing that you could call redeeming. And even then, I would advise that you have your cell phone so that you could play a cell phone game or something like that while you're watching it. Because it, it's not going to hold your attention. If you're just looking for something to have on in the background, fine. Like if you're working on a work project or a school project or something else, uh, Fine. You know, throw it on in the background to make noise. Other than that, it's got nothing redeeming. Uh, Stacy Keach and Jeff Wincott are not redeeming factors in this. In fact, they were a complete waste of acting talent, and I have no idea how they managed to get these two in this movie uh, at this point in time. I just really don't. It It's just bad. So... Uh, I will have a link to Future Fear's IMDb page in <laughs> in the show notes, and uh, it, it, I will link to the current uh, the current uh, link to it on Tubi. If that link becomes deactivated, oh well, you can find it elsewhere. I'm sure. Anyway, so that's Future Fear from 1998, and it's a pile of crap. It is just a pile of shit. It's terrible. So, moving forward, uh, this is a value for value podcast. If you like what you're hearing here, then please head over to newpodcastapps.com. Get yourself a new podcast app that supports the newer podcast namespace features and functions. Uh, You'll be able to see chapters that I throw in. You'll be able to Uh, be part of cross-app comments, and all sorts of other things. You'll also be able to stream Bitcoin in terms of uh, streaming Satoshi. So you could choose to stream Satoshi's to me or to do a a boost, they call it, uh, which gives me a little bit of money. I believe in value for value. If you're getting value from this and value from the amount of time that I put into putting these shows together, then yeah, you could show some value back in terms of money, Or you could show value in terms of getting out there and reviewing the episodes uh, or reviewing the podcast as a whole in your podcast player or podcast store, so to speak, of choice. 
Also, if you want to send feedback, feedback at anusapples.com is the place to go to do that. Uh, you can also just go directly to anusapples.com. And if you're part of any federated uh, Mastodon, Playroma, or other social network, you can follow at anusapples at www.anusapples.com in those networks. And I definitely really appreciate you for listening. So, that's about it for this first episode of Anus Apples about Future Fear from 1998. I hope that you all enjoyed it. Again, I'd appreciate hearing from you. Uh, I'd appreciate hearing your feedback. Again, feedback at anusapples.com is the place to do that. Until next time, I just want to hope that you stumble across some delicious uh, and juicy apples out there that are not from a pile of crap. Until next time, my name is Chris. Take care and enjoy those anus apples.